Welcome to As We Live, a podcast aimed at helping you connect to the living God. Welcome back. This is John Martin here again with Steve Stutzman in the studio. And today we have some very special guests, the Hostetlers. We have uh, Mark and his wife Jody are from Missouri. Mark and Jody are parents to seven children and four are still at home. Recently just celebrated their 25th anniversary. Is that right, Mark? Yes. That's awesome. Well, it's good to have you here. Yes, uh, Mark and Jody, glad to have you guys here. And we we just want to pick your brain a little bit uh, for the benefit of all the people that are listening. So maybe in order to get started on a on a right note, why don't you talk a little bit about where you come from? I was born and raised in Mena, Arkansas. My dad was a preacher for and a bishop in a church for as long as I can remember. I have very many fond memories of him. His the foundation that he laid in my life was a huge impact of where we are today. And yes, we were married in nineteen ninety five to my beautiful wife Jody, seven children, one grandchild. Currently we are living in Missouri with our house being for sale. God is calling us other places, as of right now, to southern Arkansas. And we want to follow him wherever he leads. That's where we'll go. Wow, that sounds interesting, Mark. I know that my wife and I had the privilege of meeting you and your wife uh, several months ago at a Straight Paths event. We actually got to spend a few days together and it was really good getting to know you and your wife, and, and your story is very interesting. Your testimony is very encouraging, and uh, I'd love for people to hear more of that. Hopefully we can get into that. I'm curious, how did you find out about Straight Paths? Jody, my wow. wife. <laughs> how was that, Jody? Uh, I was searching. I was at a low in my life, and I was searching for, I wanted a better life i was tired of reliving the past and mm. i wanted to move forward so i started looking for different things different places and i did have an aunt and uncle that went that had good reviews so i started looking into it and i just told mark i said can we go can we go and mm. see if we can't find help to move on and he was in and out of work, kind, and he said, well, he'll have to see what his boss says. And I kept on bugging. Finally, I said, can I just get the tickets? They're almost sold out. And I asked my our three oldest sons if they would go with us. I told them they said they would. So finally, we got the tickets, and the day came, and we went. And from there on, it totally changed our lives. Wow, that's amazing. Was that, how how long ago was that? Re- it was in November of 2019. And it seems since then, God has, I've known God in a totally different way than I did back then. A closer, he's my father, he's my dad. Amen. I want to hear some more about this story because it's always fascinating to me what it is that causes people to come to start with. Like, you know, we, we sit in here in the office and we say, how, how can we 
how can we portray, how can we communicate to people what we're actually trying to do. And so it's very interesting to me to hear what it was that appealed to you or what what uh, got a hold of your, your heart or your mind. Um, now, Mark and Jody come from, from a background that uh, would be known as Schlofbruder or sleeping What's preacher. What's that? <laughs> it's a sleeping preacher. And so there's a, there's a, a group of people out in, um, a lot of them in Missouri, uh, quite a few in Illinois, a few in Wisconsin, a whole bunch in Arkansas, uh, a fairly conservative group of people more or less would um, be identified by many of us as being like beachy Amish, mm. sort of more or less. I think a lot of the churches are called Amish Mennonite. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they have they are followers of a John Kaufman and Noah Troyer from back around the early, the, the turn of the century, their late part of the 1800s, 1900s, that were um, what were known as sleeping preachers who would go into a trance and would, would preach from a position of virtual unconsciousness. And it was very highly questioned, but some people really believed in it. They thought it was the Holy Spirit himself talking. They wrote down all the stuff that was said, and the people adhere very closely and very tightly to that, um, that mantra. So that's kind of some of the background that they had in their life, and they... Uh, they ended up coming to a conference. I, I would like to hear you talk a little bit. Uh, Mark, I'll let you go first. But what would you say when you walked into the conference? It, it kind of sounds like <laughs> maybe Jody may have twisted your arm just a tad to get you there. But <laughs> I want to know, when you look back now, what would you say were some of the worst things that were happening in your life when you walked in? Probably the worst thing was in a nutshell myself but i had just reoccurring issues with pornography and i would get freedom for so long then satan would jerk my chain again and i would just go back into the cycle and anger anger was a big part of my life that i didn't want to let go it was something that I could control my family with, and it was a beast that just, it was a big part of, of my life, Think looking back. Did, did you feel normal? I thought I did. <laughs> it seems to me like a lot of times people deal with things and struggle with things enough in their life and for long enough in their life that it just becomes normal it's the way i am it's the way all the people around me are there probably isn't anything else there's probably no way to get out of it jody what would you say were some of the things that you were looking at well on the road there i was second guessing myself of saying i want to go because i was there like okay i have all these issues and am i going to be one of the three percent that walks out and it doesn't change me that was a big fear, and I walked in there not knowing what was going to happen. And the first Wednesday night, we went back to the motel, and me and Mark talked about it, and we knew things were going to change. Mm-hmm. Once the, I guess, 
the different sessions. Uh, most, first and foremost, was fear. Fear of not being saved. Mm-hmm. Fear of being alone. or And I had a lot of anxiety. Fear of hell? Fear of hell. Fear of dying. Fear of... There was just a whole bunch of fear. And are we in the right place where we're at? Should we go back to where we were raised? So it was just a lot of different things that I wanted to release and the hurt that came from our, in our marriage. We had hurts and a and lot I, of hurts. I was tired, tired of it. So was that, you had said something earlier about depression. Would you look back and say that a lot of the depression was related to the fear and the tiredness, or was it something separate? If I look back, it is. it was to do with the fear. Because nights, for sure nights, it was... I was afraid to go to sleep. What if I don't wake up? What if I die? Would I be ready to die? Am I saved? Wow. So it, if I look back, and, and I seen these traits passing on, or whatever you want to call them, affecting. Passing, affecting my family, affecting my children, and even now I see it, in my daughter. And I was, I wanted them to have more. I want them to have more in life. The freedom of, of knowing that you are saved. The freedom, no, there is freedom. You don't have to worry. You can know for sure. It's not, we can hope. It's, we can know. Wow. And in our teaching, upbringing, If somebody would say they know they're going to heaven, you would have questioned their sanity almost. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that we talked about probably the most after coming out of the conference was just the fact that we are walking with no condemnation. Mm-hmm. I mean that verse wow. that mm-hmm. verse you know, you know walking there is now therefore no condemnation to them. Help me out a little that bit. That are in Christ Jesus. That are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that verse took a whole meaning, new meaning to us because, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have this cloud of condemnation over us. And people, I think they could see it because they would look at us like, you know, what happened to those people? So I'm, I'm really curious. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be asking this, but I'm really curious what your impression was when you walked in there the first night. I have a question that kind of goes with that. I was wondering, what did you feel like you were coming to? What did you think you were coming to? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of a loaded question. I know we were, the first night we were on the way there, and my sons and I were talking, and we were like, well, the one said something, we're not really going to learn anything new. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, we're just going to be able, 
be expounded on what we already know. Well, yeah, the joke was on us. It's it's not new stuff. It, it's been around before the foundations of the earth. But to us, it was new stuff. It was, yeah, it, I guess that was kind of, well, for myself, I didn't really know. I didn't know what I was walking into, but I came out. <laughs> Jody, what did you think you were man. dragging everybody to? <laughs> I don't know. I walked in there and I wanted to turn around and walk back out because for sure after I knew there was small groups that I would be in there, that I would be exposing myself. But I wanted freedom so bad it really didn't matter what anybody thought of me then and there and I didn't really think that people would judge me what but I thought I probably had the most baggage in my life uh, that I had more bitterness in me probably than any other person that I looked at people and would judge them quickly and after that I seen people I see people totally differently I don't see them how they dress or I want to find out first and foremost the person before I start judging them the way I would have wanted people to see me instead of right away put some put judge me of what just of a little they knew of me so but it was good it was really good well i'm glad to hear that i just am always you know i i have been a part of so many of these that i kind of lose track of some of this stuff but one of the things that we have just heard over and over and over from people is they walk in the first day and they're so afraid and all of a sudden they look at each other and their eyes get big and they say, what are we doing here? Let's run. <laughs> and, and there's all these, these things that people have to, have to wrestle through, which, which always kind of amuses me because I, you know, I, I look in the mirror. I don't see anything that frightening at all. <laughs> but anyhow, what would you say, what part of the conference, um, again, I'll go back to you, Mark, what part of the conference would you say? That you felt like really, and, and if you if there's something specific you want to throw in there, that's fine. But just what when you look back at it, what part of the conference would you say just really reached out and and changed something in your life? I would say probably the first session when it came to the witchcraft. Mm -hmm. That was something that was big for me. It seemed once that was out of the way, the other things could come forward. It was something that in my life that was, I, I didn't realize how big it was. Well, and, and I'm going to interrupt you and ask a question. Three years ago, if somebody would have asked you how much witchcraft was in your life, what would you have said? None. So somewhere in the process of the conference, all of a sudden this thing came out in front of you and you're like, oh my goodness. And you started going through that. And then when you got through that, what what came next? What were things that God started doing after that? Boy, I don't even know where to start after that. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it, it's been things like just put my vulnerability out there. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I and it didn't come out right away, and I had a a loaded gun to my head. I was gonna end my life. And I shared this with our group leader, and he said, like, you have a spirit of murder within you. And I was like, I didn't want to believe him. And we prayed, you know, took it to the cross and prayed it out of my life. And I think that probably was the most, one one of the scariest things in my life, and just recognizing the fact that these spirits are within us. We don't know, you know, just coming face to face with these things within our body, within our spirit that allow that the Holy Spirit can't move freely with these spirits in our beings. Yeah, spiritual, spiritual realities and how they affect us is probably something that we don't generally spend a lot of time trying to understand, but they still affect us. So, Jody, what would you say? What part of the conference would you say kind of got, got a hold of you? The most, well, first, I mean, there was witchcraft for one thing. I didn't realize how big it was because of the movies I would watch when I was younger. What the movies and things we allowed in our house that I didn't realize that what what consequences there is if you allow those things. And probably the biggest thing was the matriarchal spirit. I used to control, I would control my husband and my children with, I would justify it with my hurts. And I had put walls up so high. So you, I'm interrupting you Go here, ahead. but you're saying... Uh, that because you could look back at your own hurts and say, because I hurt here and because I hurt here and because I hurt here, I have a justifiable right to try to get my husband to do this and my children to do this, and I'm going to control everything around me to keep my own heart safe. Yes, I did not. Trust was a big issue for me to trust even my husband. It... As much as it hurt, the pain outweighed anything. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't want my children to go through the pain I went through. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I would, I didn't even realize it, that mm-hmm. I used that to control them. And 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 if I didn't, couldn't control them, I would just say, okay, then I must have done something wrong. We must have taught you in the wrong way, or I didn't do something right. So life in your in your sphere was basically an avoidance of pain. Yes. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt, so I'm going to make this happen. And then I, I for sure don't want to hurt forever in hell, and I don't want to hurt here, and I don't want to hurt there. And so it becomes very fear-driven. And everything's about fear and pain, fear and pain, back and forth between fear and pain. 
Wow. That doesn't <laughs> sound like very much fun. I mean, as far as a place to live. What, what, uh, how did you, how did you get rid of that or what happened? Well, we went to the LOP conference and I heard Dorcas speak her story on the matriarchal spirit and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It, I read through some of the things and I was just like, oh my word, am I really that person? Would I really, would I want my son's to have a wife like me, like I was. Ouch. And then, yes, also I asked them after I was asking my sons. I have a 22-year-old and a 20-year-old, and they moved out, and I asked them, was I, that, was I a controlling mom? And they were like, well, why do you think we moved out? And that there really made me stop and think, you know, I have three more sons at home. And I really try to watch and and praise God I had got rid of it. I well, praise it's, God. It's, it's, Amen. It's, Amen. It's an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. I do still struggle, don't get me wrong, but the freedom I have found with it, the freedom, the tools we have to work through our hurts and our fears, the freedom in Christ mm-hmm. is amazing. Amen. Well, there's there's sayings about that, you know, <laughs> about if Mama ain't happy, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's happy. <laughs> and so when when uh, the the joy and the life that you have obviously found that shines out of your face and and through mm-hmm. what you're saying, mm-hmm. I'm sure has made a world of difference in relationships in the family, between the children, between you and Mark. Um, so I can see why why the whole thing would, would uh, yeah, be dramatic. You kind of feel like you walked into the, the seminar there, the Land of Promise. You walked in there just kind of like, well, I don't know if we're going to learn anything. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and you come out the other side shaking your head saying, what just happened? <laughs> and that pretty much is what, we, <laughs> yeah, we went back home and we were just like, what happened? You know, what what did we just do? But as she said, the freedom of being free from and just living life in honesty, that was a huge thing in my life too as far as just as long as you did it and nobody found it out you were okay, okay. Mm-hmm. just don't don't expose the stickiness mm-hmm. just just mm-hmm. let's just leave the stickiness in the dark mm-hmm. couple of uh comments from you there mark and kind of wrapping this up uh what would you say about surrender you, you'd made some remarks earlier about surrender. I'd like to hear you talk about that a little bit. Well, I'm very emotional, so I'll try to keep my voice, even if I'm emotional, I'll try to keep it straight here. But surrender is something God is teaching me. He's been teaching me and continuing to teach me. But surrendering everything to him was I mean to let you know often I I would have said I God I give you everything 
but let me keep my money. God, mm. I give you everything, but let me keep my businesses. And God has showed me that surrender is better and sweeter than anything. Amen. To be able to fellowship with Christ in full surrender is something that I wouldn't trade for Amen. anything. Well, thanks for sharing, Mark. <clears throat> I'm curious, if, if you could give yourself advice three years ago, what would what would that be? What would you tell yourself? Boy, that's a loaded question. <laughs> three years ago, yeah, I had four businesses. I was making seven figures. Slow down, live, find Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I don't have... People need to make money, but there's a right way to do it, and then maybe not a right. But in looking back, God had blessed us with that. Mm-hmm. It, it was in his will, and we did honor him the best we could. But my advice would be, yeah, slow down. Mm-hmm. And find Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I had Christ. I mean, in, in I shouldn't say I didn't have him not in a true way, not in a real way. He wasn't Mm -hmm. real Mm -hmm. to me. And what for advice would you give to someone that wants to find more or that is, that is wanting more freedom? Stop and listen. I mean, that, that is the biggest thing in our world today is we're too busy. There's too much noise around us. And praise God, he slowed me down and and got me mm-hmm. by the short hairs and said, look, yes, and and find, I would encourage anybody who's looking to go to a El- Land of Promise conference, if you're scared, it's okay. There's, what's the worst that can happen, really? I mean, you can either... Either live your life in fear or try to hide things and then come to the end of your life and and not be happy or be happy with where God is a, has you. Kind of in closing, Mark and or Jody, I'm curious how you're finding peace in all of this, especially since fear was one of the things that you dealt with. What does it, uh, how are you finding peace? Relying on God. I can tell if I slack off in going to him, it starts coming back. But if I fully surrender to him and let everything in his hands, because that was a hard thing for me to do, was give it all. And until I gave it all, because people look at us like, well, what are you guys doing? Well, I say, okay, I say, if God asks you for everything, mm-hmm. you have to give him everything. And 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 one thing that I was going to mention was, is when we came home from LOP, we walked in, and we had three, we had a th- three children staying at our daughter's house, and we walked in, and they looked at us, and they're going like, what happened to mom and dad? 
And I didn't realize. I realized it was bad. But to find and come home and have freedom and peace above and have Christ in control is the most rewarding thing there is. Amen. I love how that when we deal with things in our lives like witchcraft, the blinders come off and your God reveals more. And in his grace, he continues to show us and there's more freedom to be found. And your testimony is really, really brings that out. And it's just encouraging for myself. And I would say too, with everything that's going on in the world right now, it's, God keeps us busy, and we were just talking about earlier, you know, I think we find a lot of peace just ministering to other to others, and through that, through ministering to others, is there, it gives us a peace. Amen. I'm Mark and Jody. I want to thank both of you for coming in, being vulnerable like this, and I want to speak to you, too that this is not the end. This is the beginning of a journey that God has you on. I know that there's an anointing on your life. There's a calling. God's going to take you forward in that. I'm excited about it one step at a time. Amen. Amen. Just walk with him one step at a time, and he's going to continue to guide you into light and truth and peace because that is who he is. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here today. For more information about the Land of Promise conferences, you can check us out at straightpaths.com. That's S-T-R-A-I-T-P-A-T-H-S.com. And click on the Land of Promises link there. Our next upcoming conference is just a few weeks away from the release of this podcast on July the 29th through the um, 1st of August in Montgomery, Indiana. So there's information there on our website And you can continue to check back our website. We have a couple more coming up later this fall um, in Ohio and possibly, yeah, some more. So just continue to check out our website, and we'll keep you up to date. Thank you for listening to As We Live. To submit questions, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at As We Live Podcast. (laughs) 